Oklahoma softball with a transfer coming in from Auburn University while three other softball players are officially in the portal. One of them has landed at a new spot out west. We'll talk about that. Hey, guess what? Um, USA Today has come up with like a seriously whack top 10 quarterbacks, college football quarterbacks for 2019. And uh, oh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Heisman odds. All right. Welcome to Sooner Nation podcast, everybody. I'm Matt Hofeld flying solo. Um, it's just one of those weeks, you know, I, yesterday was Tuesday, which is typically our pod, our podcast recording day, but uh, I was traveling from South America to Central America, our man Rich DeCray also uh, traveling with his job, so just not able to connect and uh, make the podcast happen as a duo, so you get me flying solo, which sometimes aren't the best podcasts, I get that, but hey, we're going to give a shot anyway. Taylin Snow, uh, that's the name you're going to want to remember if you're an Oklahoma softball fan. She comes to the Sooners, officially announced on Tuesday by head coach Patty Gasso. Um, she's going to play second or third base. We're going to come back to that. Um, started 52 games in 2019. She was third on the team with the 3.24 batting average. And she led the Tigers with 17 multi-hit games. 2018, she was an all-SEC freshman team uh, member. Um when you look at Oklahoma rebuilding after this uh, unprecedented run that they've had, two consecutive seasons of going undefeated in conference play, um, gone. I mean, graduation has taken first base Shea Knighton, second base Callie Clifton, and third base Sidney Romero, the, the most dangerous of which is Sidney Romero at third base. Now, you know if you're a fan of Oklahoma softball that Grace Green is pretty much a shoe-in to at least start the season at first base. I don't see how someone could uh, could take her place, unseat her, so to speak. So Grace Green is going to be your first baseman. Now, that leaves a, a transfer person like Taylor Snow either to play second or third. Initially, I thought she would be just an immediate replacement for Sidney Romero. She played shortstop for Auburn. It's pretty easy to slide over to third base from the shortstop position, but you know what? It's also easier to slide to your left as well and play second base. And it's been mildly somewhat confirmed to me that she will play, in fact, play second base for Oklahoma in 2020. And uh, she comes in immediately eligible. So she'll be with the Sooners as soon as the season starts uh, next February at second base, from what I'm being told, that means you've got Grace Green at first. You got you're going to have Taylor Snow at second. You still have Grace Lyons at shortstop. Oklahoma needs to fill that third base position. Will they do it from within the roster, or will they do it with another transfer? Who knows? Uh, but time will tell. I mean, there's still plenty of time for that. Here's what you also have to look at if you're an Oklahoma softball fan, and and you know, just less than a month from. The Women's College World Series ending that's still kind of a somewhat of a top um, a topic that's still being discussed. Um, three players in the transfer portal, Mariah Lopez, the most notable of which um, Parker Conrad, also a pitcher in the transfer portal, and Alexis Schultz in the transfer portal. Um, Parker Conrad, all due respect, you, she just got lost in the shuffle. I mean, she she's a good kid. She's a good pitcher. But when you look at how deep this roster was with the three pitchers they had in 2019, starting with Giselle Juarez, going to Mariah Lopez and Shannon Sell, Parker Conrad just got lost in the shuffle, made only six appearances in 2019 after 16 appearances in 2018. She transferred to Oklahoma from Missouri. Now she's transferring somewhere else. A kid wants to play. I get it. But, um, I mean, when you're, when you're weighing the losses of, of who's coming in and who's going out, 
Parker Conrad's gonna, not going to tip that scale that much, not because she isn't talented, but because of the, the girls that are on the roster in front of her uh, taking that pitching circle. And it's the same story with Alexa Schultz. Again, has opportunity, has talent, but Oklahoma is potentially in her losing a kid that went 2 of 22 from the plate. I mean – Two of 22 from a team that that thrives on offense, thrives on sending the ball out of the park, or thrives on situational hitting. You know, some sometimes they hit for placement, sometimes they they hit to leave the park, and they can do it both. And when you're batting two of 22, you're not really going to fit in very much there. The one that's going to hurt this staff is Mariah Lopez, who uh, I got to throw some props to Rich, who's not with us, but Mariah Lopez. You know, she was the top pitcher to start the season, kind of gave way to Giselle Juarez as, as Giselle kind of found her place in Norman. But we said she would be the ace on, on a lot of teams. Well, she's found a home in Arizona uh, and with the Arizona Wildcats, and, and Rich called this. Rich is the one who said she would be heading out, out west to Arizona. I thought she'd be heading northwest to Oregon, um, but Arizona is where she ends up. And, and kudos to her, and if you are a – Mariah Lopez fan, you're probably going to end up seeing her back in Oklahoma City late May because Arizona pretty much has all the tools back from this team that just came to Oklahoma City in the Women's College World Series, and they just needed someone to to take over in the circle, and Mariah Lopez will be uh, the show in the pitching circle for the Wildcats next year. So, you know, you got to congratulate her. Again, it's one of those things where it is a loss, and and let's let's not sugarcoat this. It is a significant loss to this Oklahoma pitching staff, but you've got a young, a young armor, Brooke Vestal. You've got Giselle Warris coming back. You've got Shannon Sale coming back. This is a staff that's still going to be deep and still going to be talented. And just like it was in 2019, they're going to go as far as Giselle Juarez takes them. And you just kind of think that Giselle continues to improve uh, from one year to the next that, that she's going to, you know, I don't I don't see any reason right now to not have Oklahoma as a favorite to win the Big 12 again in 2020. And honestly, I don't see a reason not to have them as a fa- as a favorite to come back to Oklahoma City in the Women's College World Series. We'll see how that shakes out, but it is a, it is when you're when you're looking at what's going out and what's coming in, a great addition in Taylor Snow, a great loss in Mariah Lopez. That's just the way it shakes out in college sports sometimes. Hey, we got to talk about USA Today and their, their crazy whack top 10 uh, quarterbacks for 2019. And uh, then we're going to jump into a little bit of Heisman Trophy talk. You're listening to Sooner Nation, the online podcast for Heartland Sports. Okay, so um, US, this is old news. I mean, it's, it's about three weeks old, but give me a break. I, I live outside the country now. Uh, traveling, uh, you know, it's it's crazy. But I, I just found this list, and, and maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. But USA Today, early June, listed their top ten quarterbacks for 2019. And I mean, there's no way you can't have a problem with it, in my opinion. They're just, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the top two, and uh, and and I don't have a problem with the top two. But I have significant problems after that. And if you don't know this list, you will as well. So they've got Trevor Lawrence, number one. And, and again, incredible freshman season, 30 touchdowns, four interceptions, won the national championship, is going to be in position to do very much the same thing in 2019, barring that dreaded sophomore slump. 
They've got Tua at number two. And I, I do have a question here. When, when you talk about this kid, great kid, great leadership. But does the way last season ended, does it hurt him? And I know Alabama fans, the first thing they're going to do is if they hear this, which they won't, but the first thing they're going to do is they're going to talk about the Orange Bowl. I, I can make a legitimate argument that Kyler Murray outplayed to it. Now, now Alabama won the Orange Bowl. But when you compare the defenses there and, and what was supposed to be with, with the, the vaunted Alabama defense against what everyone knew was a, a, a terribly anemic Oklahoma defense, how do, how do you not say Kyler Murray didn't outplay him? But we'll give him that. We'll, we'll give him that notch in his belt, okay? The, he won the Orange Bowl and led Alabama to the national championship game. But, but that is a game that's sandwiched in between a really bad game and a, a mediocre game being the SEC championship where Jalen Hurts had to come in and save the day. Uh, I think Alabama was in the playoff one way or the other. They weren't going to be the top seed if they lose that game, but I think they're still in the playoff. But Jalen Hurts comes in and saves the day against Georgia, and then and then they beat Oklahoma in that first that uh, that that first playoff semifinal. They go to the championship, and really he was not special at all against Clemson. And you can say, well, you know, Clemson's defense this and Clemson's defense that, which I'm not going to disagree with, but this is a kid that's supposed to play, you know, the best defenses in America every weekend. So if you're playing the best defenses in America every weekend, how do you struggle that heavily against Clemson from the ACC? I mean, again, I know I sound maybe a little bit bitter here, but Tua is – he deserves to be, if you're talking about the, the top 10 quarterbacks, yeah, he, he's, he deserves to be exactly where he is at number two. And we're even going to talk about some Heisman Trophy stuff here in a little bit. And, and I think he's deserving of that. I'm just questioning what does he have to prove based off of the way the 2018 season ended and what kind of pressure does that put on him? You know, that's what I'm saying. And I don't think that that's unfair. Now, Again, I got no problems with, with Trevor Lawrence, number one. I got no problem with Tua Tagovailoa and number two. Here's where I begin to take a little bit of issue. Number three, Justin Abair, Oregon. Number four, Sam Ellinger, Texas. Number five, Jake Fromm, Georgia. Number six, KJ Castillo, Stanford. Number seven, Adrian Martinez, Nebraska. Number eight, Shea Patterson, Michigan. Then finally, number nine, Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma, before you get to Jordan Love of Utah State at number 10. The two things that really <laughs> just amaze me about this list is the only guy on this list who's worse than Jalen Hurts is the guy from Utah State who doesn't even play in a Power 5 conference. You're, you're telling me of your top 10 quarterbacks – the only guy that's worse is Jordan Love. That 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 does that that's absolutely 100% amazes me. Even more so that Sam Ellinger is number five. Think about that for just a second, folks. Sam Ellinger, a guy who's never won a conference championship, a guy who's never been to the college football playoff. Sam Ellinger's main accomplishment in the world of college football was beating Oklahoma in Dallas 
for the regular season game. I mean, seriously, think about it. Texas fan, Joe, Joe Texas fan, is going to say Sugar Bowl, Georgia, Sugar Bowl, Georgia. And, and they're going to throw that out there, that, that, that Texas won the Sugar Bowl and Oklahoma lost the Orange Bowl, as if they're even close to being the same thing, right? But the fact that the fact that Texas fan is trying to throw the Longhorns bowl win in the face of Oklahoma's fans, whose team lost in the college football playoffs, that tells you how big that game in October was in Dallas. So, so don't don't be fooled by 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 Texas fans thinking that the the Sugar Bowl was this big, 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 big deal. Was it a big deal? Yes. Is it Sam Ellinger's crowning achievement? No. I, I mean, poll, poll Texas fans. What would you rather see happen? Would you rather see the Longhorns beat Oklahoma or would you rather Texas beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl? The overwhelming majority of Longhorn fans are going to say, we want to beat Oklahoma. That's what makes Ellinger's crowning moment October afternoon at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. You're telling me a guy who's that, that's his major accomplishment is the fourth best quarterback in the country? A guy who's a, given credit for being a bruising runner but he's far from a polished passer. He's the fourth best quarterback in the country. You're telling me you, you can find eight other quarterbacks better than Jalen Hurts. And one of them, Sam Ellinger. And I'm saying you're discredited. And I, I'm sorry. Justin Abair from Oregon, good kid, good talent, better arm than Sam Ellinger. But he's not the number three quarterback in the country. Jake Fromm has a better argument for being the number three quarterback in the country than Sam Ellinger does. I mean, if we're, if we're going to be honest about quarterbacks on this list, there's, I mean, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Trevor Lawrence and, and Tua Tagovailoa, they're, they're the only two quarterbacks, in my opinion, who you can say these guys deserve to be number one and number two ahead of Jalen Hurts. And I'm not talking about resumes. I, I'm talking about leadership. I, I'm, I'm talking about the whole thing. Shea Patterson from Michigan is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts based on what? Adrian Martinez from Nebraska? Are you kidding me? And, and some of this is going to be, well, Oklahoma hasn't named Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. Anybody who follows football Anybody who knows the Jalen Hurts story, anybody who's seen Oklahoma's spring football game knows that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. The only thing that's yet to have happened in this saga is Lincoln Riley coming out and saying Jalen Hurts is our starting quarterback. We're about two months away from that happening. But with all due respect to Tanner Mordecai, he's not ready. And even when he is ready, he's going to have Spencer Rattler pushing him. This is Jalen Hurts' team. 
You look at the videos coming out of the weight room. You look at the leadership skills this kid has in drills. You look at back to spring ball. This is Jalen Hurd's team. So you can't say the fact that he's not been named the starting quarterback for the University of Oklahoma. You can't say that's the reason to list him at number nine just ahead of Jordan Love. I, I, I promise you this. Jalen Hurts is a lot closer to Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa than he is to Jordan Love. He's a lot closer to those two than Sam Ellinger is, and he's in a system now with a with a coach who specializes in catering his offenses around the quarterbacks. Look at what he did with Baker Mayfield. Career season, career, career, career. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he set all kinds of record at the University of Oklahoma. He set season records. He set career records. He set game records. And Lincoln Riley formed that offense around Baker Mayfield's skill set. And we thought, man, this is a once-in-a-lifetime guy. Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall draft pick. Good times. It was, it was 2008 all over again. It was Sam Bradford. It was celebrating all that stuff all over again. And then a year later, here comes Kyler Murray, breaking Baker Mayfield's records, winning the Heisman Trophy, going number one overall in the draft. Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield are two different guys, two different skill sets. Yet Lincoln Riley was able to maximize those guys to the best of their potential. Now enters Jalen Hurts who is the most experienced and most talented, most polished transfer quarterback in the history of college football, not just the University of Oklahoma. I mean, I promise you this. OU has never had a transfer quarterback that the, the caliber and the scale of Jalen Hurts. But neither has anybody else in college football. This kid's done it all. And you're telling me he's number nine on this list? I got a few more things to say about this. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Sooner Nation, the online podcast of Harlan Sports, harlan-sports.com. All right, welcome back to the Sooner Nation podcast. A um, couple of things real fast. You can find us on Twitter at Sports Heartland. On Twitter at Sports Heartland. You can find us online, heartland-sports.com, heartland-sports.com. We have an article up right now on Jalen Hurts. And the, the very real potential of Oklahoma having a third consecutive Heisman Trophy winner. I, I want to jump back into this um, USA Today publishing their top 10 quarterbacks for 2019. This came out on June 5th. Um, you know, you, you heard me rage on, on Sam Ellinger. We'll just leave it at that. I, I, I think Jake Fromm at number five, way, way underrated. Obviously, Jalen Hurts uh, is should be number three on my in my opinion. No, no way he should be number nine. You, if you want to make an argument about Jalen Hurts being number four, as long as it's not behind Sam Ellinger, I'm okay with that. You want to put Jake Fromm in front of Jalen Hurts? I'm okay with that. Okay, I really am. Now Jalen Hurts beat Jake Fromm, but whatever, I, I can go with that. KJ Castillo, no. Adrian Martinez, no. Shea Patterson, no. Those guys aren't better than Jalen Hurts. Homer or no Homer, those guys aren't better than Jalen Hurts. In fact, I would take Derek uh, King out of Houston over some of these guys. Give, give me King over Adrian Martinez. I mean, the truth. Adrian Martinez may have talent. He may have potential. That's the big word in college football. Well, that's the big word in sports in general is 
potential. I'll take King over him. KJ Castillo, give me Ian Book out of Notre Dame. I think he's better than KJ Castillo. Probably just made a bunch of Stanford fans mad, but sometimes the truth does just that. It makes it makes people mad. Khalil Tate, doesn't he deserve to be on this list somewhere? I I, don't you, I, I remember back in January, early January, when when uh, transfer rumors were starting to come out, and uh, it was thought that maybe Khalil Tate might transfer out of Arizona. There's a lot of people who were excited about that possibility. Oklahoma fans, some of them. Now we're going to act like he's not a good quarterback because he stayed at Arizona. <laughs> I mean, five months ago we were coveting this guy, and then Jalen Hurts comes along. I remember even saying this, and I I, I still feel this way. I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm super happy that Jalen Hurts is at the University of Oklahoma, but I remember saying that Khalil Tate was a better fit for what Lincoln Riley does with quarterbacks than Jalen Hurts. Was I wrong on that? I don't think so. And I've already expressed how I feel about Jalen Hurts, but Khalil Tate's a pretty good quarterback. Just happens to play for a bad team. I mean, Ian Book, Derek King, Khalil Tate, all those guys should be on this top 10 list, in my opinion, but they're not. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning the credibility of USA Today. I feel like someone just kind of sat down and said, okay, there's Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, who else is out there? And they just kind of like put names in a hat and started drawing them out. I mean, that's the best you can figure out with this. But it is what it is. But it's going to seg me, segue me into my, my final thoughts here, which is Heisman Trophy odds. Think, think about this for just a second before I get into these odds. Jalen Hurts is, is a quarterback, not, not just with impeccable character. He's a quarterback that people love. I mean, we're, we're gonna get, we're gonna get a little bit deeper into this, but I mean, he's a quarterback that you you find go go to Alabama, check message boards, check Twitter, find me Alabama fans saying anything negative about Jalen Hurts. Typically, that happens when a guy leaves a program. Think about Austin Kendall from the University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma fans, we, we loved Austin Kendall until he left to go to West Virginia. Now, you, you have the majority of Oklahoma fans saying good things about Austin Kendall. But there, there, you, there's a few out there who were so peeved at Austin Kendall that he didn't want to wait behind another transfer quarterback. So he left to go to West Virginia, and he's battling and probably going to win that position battle in Morgantown. And there are some fans that are upset about that. A, a very minority of the group of Oklahoma fans are, are upset about that. But you can find people saying negative things about Austin Kendall. It's out there. And the only thing Austin Kendall did was he left the program. You don't find that about Jalen Hurts. You, you find people saying thank you for your time. You, found a lot, you find a lot of uh, off the football field stuff with community activities and, and things like that inspiration, meeting with, with different social clubs, you know, and, and things like that. You find a lot of gratitude for his time at, at, at Alabama. I don't see you finding anybody that can be negative towards him. 
And I feel like with Jalen Hurts, when you start talking about Heisman odds, I think it's right. I think you've got Trevor Lawrence and Tua as the top two favorites to win the Heisman Trophy, but then Jalen Hurts right there in that conversation. And I think that's right. I mean, the guy's been on the bench for a year. He, he protected the number one seed in the, in the college football playoff by coming off the bench and, and winning the, the SEC championship game, but he's been on the bench for a year. Trevor Lawrence is a defending national champion. Tua Tagovailoa is, is, is the runner-up. He's already been in New York City for the Heisman Trophy presentation. A lot of people thought that it, between him and Kyler Murray would be a lot closer, which typically leads a guy into a big season as far as Heisman hopes go the next year. Goes back to my previous discussion about him, though, is how much will the way last season ended, will that, will that I mean, what are people going to be looking at? But I think, I think those, those clearly are your top three quarterbacks in the country, and I can prove it. The current Heisman odds have, have Tua and, and Lawrence both three to one, which is pretty dang good. But then, then you find Jalen Hurts at six to one odds. And, and here's, here's the thing six to one odds to win the Heisman, those are pretty good odds. You typically think, man, that guy's six to one. He's a favorite, right? I mean, if, you, if you're if you're looking at uh, the sports book in, in July and you want to see what your team's odds are of making the college football playoff, you want to see six to one. That means people think really highly of your team. They think your team has a has a legitimate chance to be one of the four finalists. I mean, even in NFL, NBA, whatever. You look at those odds and you you see six to one. You you like those odds. As far as you think that means they're, they're, they're thinking very highly of your team. Well, they're thinking pretty highly of Jalen Hurts to have him at 6-1. to one. Now, he, here's the thing. He, he's at 6-1. to one. He, He's there with Justin Fields. And here's Adrian Martinez again from Nebraska. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Like I, like I just said earlier, I, I promise you this. Jalen Hurts is a lot closer to Tua and Trevor Lawrence than he is to Justin Fields and Adrian Martinez. Let's think about the, the two seasons of Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback at Alabama. Combine his freshman and sophomore season, 4,861 passing yards. And here's what a lot of people miss about Jalen Hurts. Here, here's what really riding the bench for a season will do for you. That people forget what a good runner he is. 1,809 rushing yards in, the, in his first two seasons at Alabama. 61 combined touchdowns. He was responsible for 61 touchdowns through running or throwing his first two years at Alabama. And then there's that SEC championship game comeback in 2018. He's got the tools. He's got the skill set. He's got the, the rapport, so to speak, that game one against Houston is going to be a big game for, for Jalen Hurts. It's going to be a big game for a couple of reasons. The reason number one is I, th I think the kid's going to put up some, some pretty magnificent stats. I think Oklahoma's defense is still going to be bad enough, and Houston's offense is going to be good enough that this is going to be a close game throughout. Oklahoma may pull away late, capitalize on a turnover here or there, and win this thing by two or three touchdowns, but it's going to be a tight enough game that Jalen Hurts is going to go the distance, in my opinion.
And Jalen Hurts is going to have 400 plus passing yards. He's going to have, you know, 50 plus rushing yards. He's going to be responsible for six touchdowns, something along those lines. And when that happens in this opening game, people are going to go nuts over this kid as far as Heisman trophies are concerned. Why? Because they've been waiting. They've been watching him. They've, they've seen his poise. They've seen his patience. They've seen his respect for leadership and for authority. They saw him encouraged to attack Leviathan when, when, when he was replaced by a kid. They, they've seen all of this, and everybody wants success for Jalen Hurts. And when that first game happens and Jalen Hurts puts up crazy numbers, you're going to see insanity follow that. You're going to see it. It's going to happen. I'm just telling you right now. I'm recording this on June 26th. Mark it down. Insanity will ensue after Jalen Hurts beats Houston in the opening game. His numbers are going to be too big, too good to ignore. And there's already there's, there's too many people out there rooting for him. We'll talk about that as we close out. Sooner Nation Podcast. I'm Matt Hofeld, flying solo. So when you're talking about Heisman Trophy, you've got to really put two things together. You've got to put together what's going to happen on the field. Actual numbers, stats is what we call those because, well, that's what they are. Jalen Hurts is going to have a career season at the University of Oklahoma. The, his last season, barring injury, his last season in college football will be his best season. It's just There's too much potential for success there with Lincoln Riley. There, there's something that happened when Jalen Hurts and Lincoln Riley met. Lincoln Riley said to Jalen Hurts, we can do this with you. And Jalen Hurts says, I can do this in your system. It was a marriage made in heaven. And these guys are on to something. He will produce a career season at the University of Oklahoma. That's just, that's mark it down. That's going to happen. So the stats will be there, but beyond the stats, you got to have the media on your side, right? I mean, you've, you've got to have that. Now you probably saw this. Um, you probably saw this on, on heartlandsports.com. Heartlandsports.com is our website. Uh, and Ryan McGee from ESPN, we, we have a, a post up about Jalen Hurts. Here's what Ryan McGee says about Jalen Hurts. He goes, look, we don't pull for teams or players. It's not our job. But it wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit if Hertz won the Heisman Trophy. So there's ESPN. Now think about the detractors from the Big 12, particularly guys like Paul Feinbaum, right? Paul Feinbaum is never going to be confused as a Big 12 fan, okay? He's always going to be known for what he is, which is a Big 12 hater, unless, unless we're talking about Jalen Hurts, right? Paul Feinbaum says, I mentioned... So Paul Feinbaum says, I mentioned this the other day, and this is on his radio show. I mentioned this the other day, and I'll say it a million times. If I were, if it were a close call between Jalen Hurts, Tua, and Trevor Lawrence, or anyone else, I'm, this is Paul Feinbaum, I'm voting for Jalen Hurts for the Heisman. I really want to see him win the Heisman trophy. Think about this. Paul Feinbaum is talking about an Oklahoma quarterback. I really want to see him win the Heisman trophy. I just think it'd be one of the greatest college football stories of all time. That's not based off of Jalen Hurts, the Oklahoma Sooners football quarterback. That's based off of Jalen Hurts, the person. That's based off of Jalen Hurts, his reputation within the media. That's based off of who he is athletically and personally. Kid's got the media in his pocket. He's a member, a key member of a football program that just breeds success. 
Conference champion after conference champion after conference champion after conference champion have come out of the University of Oklahoma. You realize this class that just graduated from OU, they don't know what it's like to not win the Big 12 championship. He's got receivers, he's got running backs, he's got offensive linemen. Why did R.J. Proctor come to Oklahoma? Why did he leave Virginia and, and he shopped around? He Florida State was an option. There were options out there. Why did he come to the University of Oklahoma? Well, he came to, he came to play for Bill Biedenboe, who is the best offensive line coach in the country. But Jalen Hurts is there. The opportunity to continue the tradition of winning at the University of Oklahoma, winning at a high level, setting records, it's there. And Jalen Hurts is going to have his fair share of shootout games at the University of Oklahoma this year. I think Texas, I, I talked about Sam Ellinger, you know, Texas is going to be a shootout game. Bedlam will be a shootout game. Texas Tech will be a shootout game. But he, think about what he's going to have the opportunity to do. He's going to have that first game against Houston, which is going to set everything on, everyone's going to go crazy. I'm just telling you, Jalen Hurts will be a national story after this first game of the season. And then two weeks later, what's he going to do? He's going to go out west. He's going to play UCLA. West Coast media is going to find this kid playing for the University of Oklahoma. Now, they know who Jalen Hurts is, but they're going to get a close-up look at him. He's going to go to West Virginia. Actually, I think West Virginia comes to Oklahoma, but you get my point. People are going, the media across the country is going to start looking and reading the story and seeing the narrative. And all they're going to see is continual success from a guy who's already been successful. He's been to the pinnacle of college football. Six to one odds, that's a good bet. People are going to cash in on that as well. I, is he going to win the Heisman Trophy? I think it depends really on the success that Alabama has. I think, I think if Alabama goes undefeated, wins the SEC championship, then Tua is right there. But I will promise you this. Everybody wants Tua and Jalen against each other. They won it at the Heisman Trophy presentation, and they won it in, on the big stage of the college football playoff. People will be cheering for that narrative. And for that reason itself, there's there, you mark it down for Jalen Hurts going to New York City in December for the Heisman Trophy presentation. For that reason itself, if Oklahoma drops one game this season, if they go undefeated or just drop one game, they win the Big 12 championship, you're going to find them back in the college football playoff because people want the opportunity to see Jalen Hurts play against Alabama. They want to see him go against Nick Saban. They want to see him go against Tua Tagovailoa. They want that storyline. And guess what? So do I. As an Oklahoma fan, I absolutely want that. As a guy who writes for the media and, and, and covers stories and covers teams, I want that. And as Joe fans, so do you. So take that six to one odd. Because it, it very easily could be four to one or five to one. Like I said, Jalen Hurts is a lot closer to the top two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa, than he is to anybody else in college football. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, Rich DeCray will be able to join us. Um, apologize for flying solo this week, but we'd love to hear your feedback. You can hit us up on Twitter at Sports Heartland, on Twitter at Sports Heartland, or you can send us an email, heartland underscore sports at yahoo.com, heartland underscore sports at yahoo.com, or you can go to heartland-sports.com and you can just leave us a message on the podcast page. 
Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Boomer Sooner, everybody.